Tonight, the CDC's major reversal on mask guidelines for fully vaccinated people. The CDC now saying that fully vaccinated should resume wearing masks indoors in areas of high or substantial transmission, roughly two-thirds of the U.S. The agency also recommending all students and teachers wear masks in K-12 through schools. The new data showing vaccinated people can still contract and spread the Delta variant. Dr. Fauci is here answering your questions. The power Powerful testimony, officers on the front lines appearing at the first select committee hearing on the Capitol riot. One officer tearfully telling lawmakers he thought, this is how I'm going to die. A black officer painfully recalling the racial slurs hurled at him. And the fiery moment this officer blasted those downplaying the horror. The growing wildfire emergency in the West and 38 million under heat alerts. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Reporting tonight from Tokyo. Hello from Tokyo, where there is a lot to tell you about tonight. But first, the breaking news from the U.S. The new risks now identified of the coronavirus being transmitted even by fully vaccinated people and the turnabout by the CDC on mask wearing guidance. Now recommending a resumption of indoor mask wearing in public settings in some parts of the country, even for vaccinated Americans, just two months after relaxing mask guidance. Officials also flagging unsettling new science on the risk of fully vaccinated people spreading the disease. And what is sure to catch the attention of millions of parents nationwide is that federal health officials are now recommending that everyone in K through 12 schools wear masks indoors. Gabe Gutierrez starts us off tonight with late details. Tonight, another about face. The CDC once again recommending indoor mask wearing, even among vaccinated people in areas with high transmission rates, saying that while vaccinated people rarely get COVID, new data shows if they do get infected with the Delta variant, they could be carrying higher levels of the virus than previously thought, increasing the risk of infecting others. This new guidance underscores how serious the situation is for certainly for unvaccinated people, but for vaccinated people as well. Late today, President Biden weighing in on mandating vaccines for all federal employees. That's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. But today's new CDC guidance on masks is a sharp turn from just two months ago. It's a great day for America. When vaccinated Americans were told they no longer needed to mask up indoors. In Washington this afternoon, Vice President Harris seen wearing a mask indoors because of rising cases there. Nearly two-thirds of U.S. counties have high or substantial COVID transmission, including most of Georgia, where some are skeptical of how effective this new mask guidance will be. I don't like being restricted like that, and I just feel I like to free, I like to breathe air. Multiple states have passed laws restricting local governments from imposing mask orders. Many of those states now have high transmission rates. So, in effect, the new guidance will be more of a recommendation than a mandate. In another swift reversal, the CDC is now advising everyone in K-12 schools to wear masks indoors, even teenagers who are vaccinated. To hear that not only validates but reassures us that we've been executing decisions in the right direction. Dr. Lisa Herring is the superintendent of Atlanta Public Schools, who just days ago announced that her district would adopt an indoor mask mandate. What do you tell parents who say, look, the government is not going to tell me what to do with my kid? So we've heard those voices. And we recognize and honor that. 
We have a responsibility as a school system to be responsible for all students. A household has a responsibility for those that are within it. Across the country, a patchwork of school policies. The nation's three biggest districts, New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago, will require masks. In Houston and Miami-Dade County, they're optional. Ambria Bear in Atlanta is so frustrated she's decided to homeschool her 11-year-old daughter. It's confusing to parents. It's like one school district is going this way, but one school district a few miles up the highway is different. The CDC director says she realizes this new mask guidance is unwelcome news, that it weighs heavily on her, but it is not a decision officials took lightly. Lester. Gabe Gutierrez tonight, thank you. And Peter Alexander is at the White House right now. Peter, a big change there. Yeah, Lester, that's right. When the White House declared this a summer of freedom, this was not the message that they wanted to deliver just a month later. Tonight, due to those rising cases here in D.C., even vaccinated White House staff must now wear a mask indoors, and it's likely that President Biden will start wearing one again, too. This could obviously be a critical moment for this White House, struggling to convince hesitant people to get the vaccine, now taking away what had been a major incentive. Lester? Peter Alexander, thank you. And a short time ago, I was joined by Dr. Anthony Fauci, the president's chief medical advisor, to talk about this new guidance. Well, Dr. Fauci, let me begin with what we know now about vaccinated people. Can you tell me what you have learned that was not understood before? What was not really as well understood is the capability of this uh, Delta variant to transmit so readily uh, among people that vaccinated people who get breakthrough infections can actually transmit their virus to others. It's something that happens rarely. It's not a common event, but since it does, that has triggered a change in the guidelines for wearing masks by vaccinated people. Even if you're vaccinated, if you live in an area that has a substantial and high degree of transmissibility, the recommendation is that people who are vaccinated when they are in an indoor setting, that they should wear a mask. How do you determine what is a high-risk setting and who should be wearing masks? There are a number of, of parameters of that, but the CDC has a color code. So if you're in the red or the orange zone of a particular location, that is considered substantial and high degree of transmissibility at the community level. Doctor, this information that vaccinated people can potentially spread this, does this rock you? Does this begin to rattle your view of where we are uh, with this, this virus? You know, Lester, honestly, it doesn't. I mean, you have to keep up with what the virus is doing. We would not be in this position of having this discussion if we had the overwhelming majority of the people in this country vaccinated. We still have 100 million people who are eligible for vaccines who are not getting vaccinated. If you don't give the virus the opportunity to spread, to replicate, you're not going to see this kind of an issue. All right. Dr. Fauci, always good to talk to you. Thank you for making time for us today. We do appreciate it. In just 60 seconds, harrowing stories from the police officers who fought to protect the U.S. Capitol. Now to the Capitol riot investigation and gripping accounts from police officers who faced down the rioters. Garrett Hake was at today's hearing, and a warning, some of the testimony included a racist term. 
Tonight, the January 6th attack on the Capitol, recounted in horrifying detail by the police officers who fought on the front lines. I could feel my, myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die. I was electrocuted again and again and again with a taser. The officers testifying in the first hearing of a special committee investigating the insurrection, describing stunning attacks, both physical and verbal. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In an unprecedented move, Speaker Pelosi handpicking the entire committee after earlier rejecting two Republican picks. GOP leaders blasting the panel as a partisan sham. Clearly, this is politically designed by the Democrats to stop Republicans from winning back the majority in the midterm election. Pelosi instead selecting two Republican critics of former President Trump, including Liz Cheney, who fact-checked the former president's false claim that rioters greeted police with hugs and kisses. You hear uh, former President Trump say, quote, it was a loving crowd. There was a lot of love in the crowd. How does that make you feel? It's upsetting. I'm still recovering from those hugs and kisses that day. MPD officer Michael Fanone, furious at some Republicans' attempts to minimize the violence officers experienced. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. Cheney also saying she wants to know what was happening at the White House every minute, suggesting the former president could be subpoenaed. Lester? All right, Garrett Haig, thank you. We're tracking dangerous heat from Georgia to Montana. 38 million people under heat alerts across 1,800 miles with temperatures that feel like over 100. And the largest wildfire in California is still out of control. The Dixie Fire, as it's known, has grown to more than 200,000 acres. Dozens of structures have been destroyed. We'll be right back. One team is competing here on behalf of displaced people around the world. Here's Kelly Cobiea with that. For Masoma Alizada, battling against the Swiss mountains means freedom. I take my bike, I can go wherever I want. The 25-year-old cyclist fell in love with the sport as a teenager in Afghanistan. When I am on the bike, I see the nature. I love nature and also when I, uh, the wind, uh, touch my uh, your face yeah it's like uh, I'm alive it's like a feeling of power that same passion for the simple act of riding a bike is why she became a refugee Masoma was on the groundbreaking Afghan women's cycling team a group who risked their lives to ride forbidden under the Taliban and still taboo among conservative Afghans some people they think it's their responsibility to stop the girls. The team, and especially Masoma, became famous. But with the fame came death threats. Thierry Kamunal and his family fought for Masoma. A lot of people say, why, why? I don't know why. Some things said, uh, help her, why help her? In 2017, she was granted asylum in France, and Kamunal became her coach. Against all odds, she peddled her way into the Tokyo Games as part of the second ever refugee team. 
an Olympian making a statement. To show that the women have a ability to do whatever they want. To feel powerful and free. Kelly Cobiella, NBC News, Lille, France. That's nightly news for this Tuesday from Tokyo. Watch all the Olympic action tonight here on NBC. Thank you for watching. I'm Lester Holt. Please take care of yourself and each other. Good night. Hey, NBC News viewers, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by clicking on that button down here and click on any of the videos over here to watch the latest interviews, show highlights, and digital exclusives. Thanks for watching.